Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Wherever You Go podcast. My name is Sam Bauer, and I am the moderator and host of this podcast. And today, my dear friend, Shannon Coach, is joining me, and we're going to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome. So this is a topic that I've heard from you all that you are interested in hearing about, that you struggle with. Um, and so Shannon and I are going to share our experiences with imposter syndrome, self-doubt, unbelief, because that unbelief sneaks in, um, and how we've learned through our experiences that all of that stuff is the devil, and the devil is a big fat liar, and ways that we've kind of um, been able to combat that, those lies, and it's not always easy. I mean, it's, it's constantly going to happen in your life, especially as you continue to pursue your dreams, and you can sit, conti um, continue to do the things that God wants to use you for, the devil's going to get ticked off and he's going to find ways to get in. And I think as women, one of the easiest ways for him to get at us is through self-doubt because it's just, it, I, I don't know, it's a powerful thing. And if we let it get to us, guess what's going to happen? We're going to stop. We're going to say, we can't do this. And God's not going to get to have his way with us. And the devil's going to be so happy and we're not going to be happy. And you know, God's going to continue to press on us until we figure it out. So Shannon is a super successful real estate agent. She is also a super successful podcaster. She was just sharing with me about her podcast. Um, she is a mother of two beautiful children who are smart and, and loving and kind. And, um, they're just amazing kids. She's a wife. Um, and so she's, she's one of those ladies that's doing it all. And she, ex to me, when I met you, Shannon, you exude confidence, like you're well-spoken, you know, I met you at a networking group. And when you stood up, you, um, commanded respect in the room. Uh, you have a very good, <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry. I'm, see, this is right, right. That, right. This like, is exactly why we need to talk you. about this because I would never have thought that that was what I was projecting. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> And it is. It's exactly like I, the minute I met you and that you stood up and talked, I wanted to be your friend because you struck me as a woman that I could, you know, want to be like in those ways and, and just somebody who's driven and successful. And that's who I want to surround myself with. So, um, I just really liked you as a person. Um, and so when I, you know, talked to Shannon about what are we going to talk about today? And this topic came up and she was like, yeah, I've definitely experienced self-doubt and imposter syndrome. I was like, well, heck girl, like <laughs> if you're experiencing that, you know, we all are. And so thank you for being willing to talk to me about it. I know it's not always easy to talk about things, um, but I appreciate you being here. And yeah, if you just want to like share a little bit about yourself and kind of your journey to get where you are today, and then we can really like uh, talk, talk on the, this topic. Yeah, sure. So um, like you said, my name is Shannon Coach. I am a real estate agent. You and I actually both began our new careers the same time, I yes. think. Was, Which yeah, I had no clue because of the confidence. I thought you'd been a realtor for years. Um, and I just shared with you before, right before we started that the same day that I started real estate class, I actually launched my podcast too. So if you're a fan of general hospital, you would like my podcast. Um, I do it with a friend of mine doing it for two and a half years. And we thought it was just going to be a little something and kind of took off a little bit more, but it's a very niche 
So that's probably why I don't like really, I promote it every now and again, like on my Facebook, but not a whole lot of people know that I do it because I feel like a soap opera fan, you can attract each other. You know, you know who else watches General Hospital. <laughs> um, and I have two kids. My son just started college. Um, I was a single mom for seven years. So I've only been married to my husband for 10 years and six months, 10 and a half years. Oh my gosh, we like have been married the same length of time as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, wh- when did you get married? What month? October. So it, we just okay. 10 years to, okay. We yeah. were May. I was going to say, that'd be crazy if you were also married in that May. Would be. <laughs> um, and I think that part of the reason why I've been able to have the success that I do is because of a ton of failure. And we met at the professional moms networking group. And I joined that group first with another company that I had been representing after I had lost my corporate job, I joined direct sales and I knew that I had to get out of the house and I found the professional moms networking group. And I just really liked that group of ladies. So I knew that when I made another career change, I, I was with the group or I'm still with the group too. Um, I've been a part of professional moms for six years, I think. Oh, wow. And I've been in, I've been in it with real estate the longest, but like I had done advertising sales, you know, I, you talk about imposter syndrome and I'm like, I failed so much, you know? So it's like really awkward to me to have the success that I do in real estate. (laughs) But I think that it really came because I liked the group. I liked the women in it. And it was never about what are you going to buy from me? It's like, no, like you mentioned, you gave me the biggest compliment when you said, I like you as a person, you know, like, that's what I want to be is I want to be someone who people like as a person, not necessarily because of what, because I can do this for them or because, yes, you know, I can get this from them. You know, it's, I like you as a person too. And I think that's why we have fun, you know? Yes. Um, yes. I agree with that completely. And I think so, like, part, well, this could be a whole nother podcast, but I think that's part of the struggle that some people have is they go to networking groups and they expect to get business or they expect to give business, or maybe they're reluctant to build relationships. Cause they're like, Oh, great. They're going to try to sell me their, their, mm-hmm. that they're selling. And like, it's, it, it's really about finding people that you like that you want to grow a relationship with and kind of our pacing with too. Like, I think that might be part of the reason we hit it off so well. We were both starting out. We were both super driven. We still are. Um, We have success and we want to do it together by lifting other people up. Yep, exactly. And prior to real estate, within 24 hours, my direct sales company closed and, um, a position I had that had previously been salary was getting switched to commission-based in okay. 24 hours. Oh my and gosh. the women in the group knew this and not a single one tried to poach me. Everyone reached out to me to find out if I was okay and how they could help. And I think that just speaks a lot to the, not trying to make this sound like a little mini commercial for professional moms, but it's, <laughs> I've only maintained, um, 
two or three networking groups since starting in real estate. And that was one I was definitely not giving up because yeah. of the stuff that they saw me through, you know, it was. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> There's something to be said too for, and I, I know there might be men listening and you're more than welcome and wonderful and, and we love you and we appreciate you for who you are. But I do think there's something special about a female networking group or tribe or because we get each other, like we're mm-hmm. different than men, right? And like, yep. it's not always just about business um, when we're doing business. It's about right. relationships and not that men don't have that because they do. Um, but I just think I know that group for me, and I haven't been able to attend for quite a few months just because of my business mm-hmm. and, and, and getting out of the office has been a little trickier, but, um, I love that group. I, mm-hmm. every, when I speak to other franchise owners in my organization, I tell them, see if there's like a professional mom's group, because it, it's just so much more. And they're the ones cheering you on, on social media. And they're the ones liking and commenting and sharing. And people will call me and say, Hey, you know, this woman inter- like told me to call you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen her in six months at a professional. Mm-hmm. I, yes. There's something special that can happen when you find your tribe. And that's, I think, and that's part of, that's part of this getting past imposter syndrome and the self-doubt and stuff too, is finding those women or men, people that can see through that piece of yeah. doubt and kind of get you back on your horse. So yeah. Awesome. There's definitely people and I've had it in past roles. And I think we've talked about this with you in past roles too, where, so I always like to say I'm a recovering people pleaser. Yeah. And I'm finding that when people actually respect you though, you're not being taken advantage of. So it's like, I'm still, cause service is my love language. I absolutely, I love loving on others. I love being a connector. So I think that's another reason why real estate has worked out so well for me is, you know, I'm not going to pressure anyone if it takes, I mean, I have a client right now I've been working with for over a year and a half because the pandemic slowed them down on buying. And that's just what it's, gonna take, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, but especially in corporate, you know, it's all about what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? And yeah, you know, it still is, you know, but it's not, it's not as black and white or when you have someone taking advantage of your skill set to boost themselves up, if this is making any sense. Yes. But they make you doubt yourself as a person and as, oh yeah, and so you start to feel like a fraud. And then when you do branch out on your own, you're like, oh my gosh, how long is it going to be until people realize I'm not this person, but you actually are. It's just been used poorly in the past or, um, not used poorly, but not used correctly. Yes. So I, I mean, I think of myself and my prior role and all the doubts that I had, and they were all honestly directly from my manager. He exactly, he loved to tell everybody that I was bad at math and like, I'm not bad at math, but I'm not good on the spot. If you ask me a simple, honestly, like a multiplication question on the spot, I'm like, duh, I freeze. And I say the wrong number or whatever, but like, we have calculators on our phones for a reason. I can do I'm math. Sorry. 
Yeah. And I was in a position that like, I was in charge of a huge team. I was in charge of budgeting for things. I was in charge of setting goals for things. And if that team thought I was bad at math, now they're all doubting my goal setting or, you know, whatever it was, whatever numbers I was giving to them. And then I, you know, and it was all from like this jerk, honestly, who, you know, put things out there and thought it was funny um, to like tease, which that's fine. I can take a whatever, but like it definitely to this day in my own business, you know, I do a lot of spreadsheets and I do a lot of goal setting and I do a lot of projections. And then I'm like, did I do it? And then I'm like, no, just because that one guy, you know, likes to tell me that I was bad at this. I'm not. And I, I don't know. It just, I mean, don't give me calculus to do, but I can, I can add and subtract and that will help me get. So just to your point, like there were certain things, even the day I left, the day I gave my notice, he had to get in there one more time. Well, you're going to have to work on the things that I told you to work on. And he didn't really tell me, I mean, told me to work on math and like to be a bigger a-hole. Like the, those were the two pieces of advice I got from him. And I'm thinking like, I, well, I'll- I'm glad you did not take his advice. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, yeah. So it was for me going on my own was so empowering um, mm-hmm. because I know myself and I know my skill set, and I, I know I'm very confident that right now I'm exactly where God wants me to be. Like there's, and I was then too, he, he, God was molding me and sanding me and, you know, getting me to a point where I was ready to do this. Um, but it was definitely, I mean, the, the weight that lifted from me when I started doing what God put on my heart, instead of trying to be who society thought I should be, you know, this corporate woman, Mm -hmm. plus being a great mom, plus being a great wife, plus, you know, trying to uphold my Christian back, like all these things that aren't possible, by the way, like you can't do all those things. Well, I mean, you, you can, but not to society standard. Not a hundred percent either. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, it's, Cause I had the same. So when they switched my position to commission only, I'm not good at math either, but I know commission and how it works. And I did the math and I was like, I'm going to have to work twice as hard just to get where I was. And so, I mean, it was a big, it was a difficult no, but I knew that it was not the right move for my family. I mean, everything about making that switch made me sick to my stomach. And, you know, I took a couple of days to think about it. And then I just, I said, no, um, I drove for a lift for a little while while I figured it out, you know, because I knew, so my husband and I went through three layoffs in three years. I knew God had us, <laughs> you know, Wait, yes, he, he had shown it before. And I was like, you know what? I'm not the type of person to not work. So you know, I talked to my husband and said, okay, we're going to have to figure this out. I'm not going to just jump into the next thing. And so driving for Lyft was fun. It was different. You know, it was something I could control my own time and I knew how much I had to make. And then while I figured out what the next step was, you know, and I had thought about real estate years and years ago, but it just seems so scary. And then commission sales. Oh yeah. God. And there's so many realtors 
Yeah. And exactly. But then, um, I started to really think about it and, you know, I like listed the things I like to do and my skills and, you know, really what I want to do. And so my daughter is also autistic. And so I don't know what her, she's 18 right now. She doesn't ever want to leave home. Well, that can change, you know, but I, I knew that I had to make a decision that was going to be flexible for that need, whatever that's going to look like in the future. And she actually does it with me. Sometimes I am convinced the girl has sold two houses for me now. That's awesome. So, um, you never know. She could join these days, right? Exactly. And I mean, she's just, she's so funny because she'll walk in and I remember the very first one, she's like, look at these hardwood floors. These are gorgeous. We came home and she tore up a corner of her carpet. And I was like, oh dear God, please let there be. (laughs) And there is. There, there is gorgeous hardwood floors under there. So we refinished her floors because of that one house, but awesome. And she's a creative, right? Like she is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, you started taking like nature photos and I've kind of been trying to encourage her to get into photography because I said, you could take pictures of houses Yes. or, or you could take pictures of animals and travel for national geographic. Yeah. So yeah, it's anything, anything, right? Yeah. And so but I really kind of, sat down and took the time and my church was doing a Bible study, discerning the voice of God by Priscilla Shire. Okay. And I did that Bible study with, I had already decided, okay, I think real estate's going to be where I want to go. Yep. And I thought about that. That's what I had, you know, the whole way through. And as soon as I was done with that Bible study, I knew. You know, it's, I really just kind of focused in on what is God saying, you know, and I feel like all those quote failures in my previous careers were failures, but they weren't, they were preparing me for where I am now. Sorry. I got a little bit of, I I I can't wait to watch this video. (laughs) (laughs) I a thousand percent agree with that. Like it's hard to know. And I think that's part of the doubting too. It's like, all right, God, I feel pressed to do this, but is this you talking or is this me wanting to do this or am I manipulating what I know in scripture? Like, is that actually what scripture is saying? Yep. You know, they say scripture supports scripture. So you have to go to more than one place and not just pull out that one line that says, yeah, I can do all things. Okay. But (laughs) right. Yeah. And that's, and not, but. Yeah. Last uh, week or two weeks ago, I interviewed uh, Beth Miller, who is a money coach and she had a a phrase that she said, and she said, never read one Bible verse. Like just don't read one verse because there's more to it and it can be taken out of context. But yeah, so it's, and we don't have like burning bushes anymore. And like Gabriel doesn't come down and say like, Hey, I'm the angel of God. Here's what you're supposed to do. Um, so sometimes we, that would be nice, but then you read the other stuff and you're like, no, thank you, Jesus, that we do not have yeah. to go through that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like some, I think, I feel like God knows that I need, I need it spelled out for me. You know, like he had to remove both of those positions for me Yes. or I was not going to move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's similar with me at my prior position. I loved the company. I had been with them for 15 years. Like I wanted to retire there. 
um, he had to make, honestly, I think this person, my manager to shove me out the door. Cause I mm-hmm. stayed there if there wasn't a really good reason for me to leave, but I just, I was getting to a point where I was being challenged to manage in a way I didn't feel comfortable leading. You know, I always thought I'd lead like Jesus, um, and you know, not, not be a pushover because Jesus wasn't, he, he didn't have a tolerance for what was wrong, but he did it. He still managed to be a loving and kind leader. And that's why he's the most famous leader of all time. And he led millions of people to his cause, um, because he led like that. And I was being encouraged, um, not to lead like like the opposite of that. And I'm not somebody that's going to be successful in a culture where fear is what the leadership is just not, it's not me. I wasn't sleeping at night. I was, I tried it. I'm ashamed to admit I really tried it. Um, and I felt like such a jerk and I went home feeling crappy about myself. And I'm like, God, I, you have me here for a reason. So I'm going to try my hardest. Um, but then he made it very clear to me, like your reason that you were there for is over. Now you've learned the things that I needed you to learn Mm -hmm. out of there. (laughs) So that's what I did. Yeah, exactly. It's if, what was the, if I just posted like a little meme the other day, that's like, if God is going to wreck your plans, if he feels like your plans are going to wreck you. Yes. Yes. That's usually the time where you're like, Oh, okay. God, I gotcha. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was because of like all those other roles. Like I had met other realtors and I could, and I interviewed every single one. And I knew like my values were, you know, faith, family work. And that's what I really wanted to be able to focus on. And I had been trying to, but it just hadn't been working out or it was kind of working out for me. Just employers weren't liking it. Cause I could do more. Yep. You know, and it's, but, but I'm doing, <laughs> you're you know, doing, and it's crushing it. And even, I don't know about you, but for me in my business, um, I, I do well, I, I've grown a, a pretty big business in a short period of time. And, um, uh, it's hard for me to admit, like, do you have a hard time like accepting your success? Cause I think uh-huh. I do. And I always downplay it like, oh, well, I sold a lot of policies, but our premiums are low in Western Pennsylvania. So like, that's where I should have to justify it. Why do we have to justify it? Right. And it's like, why can't I just say, yeah, I'm like crushing it while I like, you know, homeschooled my kids last year. And while I'm doing this and while I'm doing that, like, I always feel like I, and that's that self-doubt, right? That's, that's not helping other women or men feel like they can do it too. That's me downplaying it. Yeah. And by, by making ourselves smaller, we're not glorifying God and we're not encouraging others, but I, I do it. I do it every day. Yeah. Like I'm competitive with myself. It's yes. If, if I see that I've missed something, I'm like, why did I do that? But I never look at someone else and I'm like, why did they, you know, but it's, it is, it's very different now. So it's um, like, I got rookie of the year. I didn't even know it was a thing until I was sitting in the office and I looked down at the sheet and I was like, 
what's this rookie of the year? Like, how did I do that? You know, and I did the same thing last year. I wound up, so I'm with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, the preferred realty, which is part of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, the national company. So we have like regional recognition, but then there's also national recognition. So we have like two different dashboards that we can go to. Yep. And I happened to log on to the national one. I think it was like last October or November and the awards tracker was up. And I shot my manager a message. I was like, am I doing my math that I don't do well, right? <laughs> um, Again, bad talking about yourself because you are good math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm resourceful. So right. it's, I'm good at what I need to be good at, but I know where to outsource and to get double checked. And I was like, am I reading this right? Like, am I going to be able to hit this? I didn't know what honor society was. And it turns out it's in the top 16% of the company. And I didn't know, now I know, and I've already hit it this year, but it's real estate is the first time that I haven't had, I'm, I'm very much a goal setter and I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Like I set my goals at the beginning of the year, but I'm really just a people person. So, yep. And because of all the networking that I did, and that's the one thing that people ask me, they're like, how did you become so successful so early? And I'm like, cause I spent the past nine years building relationships with people. Just, they may not have needed the beauty products that I was selling or the advertising that I had been selling, but I formed a relationship with them. And almost, I would say 95% of my business has come from referrals from, or people that I have networked with. And just be a good so, Shannon, when you're feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm like going to go do this thing. Like I'm going to become a realtor and that doubt kicks in and you, you start hearing the voices of like, but it's commission only, or, but can you really do this? And, or, you know, you don't know a lot of people. So how are you going to have, like, what, I guess, how do you recognize that? And when, at what point do you say like, all right, shut up. That's not that's not the truth. That's not, you know, that's not God talking to me. That's the world talking to me. Um, How have you, I have a few examples for myself, but I want to hear how it, it, have you had like moments where you're like, oh my gosh, that's not the truth. And I'm listening to it. And how do you re get yourself back on track? hundred percent. Um, so that's a really good question. I feel like, and it all goes back to just like the previous experiences, you know, like I knew what I didn't want to have anymore. Yep. And I had a certain person in my mind that I am, I'm still friends with her. I am now big with her and I love it, but I admired her career. And I was like, I need to know how she got there. You know, why she got there. And so I interviewed like all the different people and she truly loves what she does. And I remember when I went to go talk to my now manager, I said, you know, I had one person tell me that if your kid's in a soccer game or like in a play and you have a closing, you're missing the play. And my manager said, um, no, you will be at the play and I'll do your closing. She's never had to do a closing for me. 
but knowing that that, and that is truly my office and it's my office environment is very family oriented, very, I think I just knew that I couldn't afford to settle for just a paycheck again, that I needed to know that I was, um, It's a really good question to be put on the spot with. Sorry, I should have warned you. <laughs> no, about that no, it's okay. I'm just—I I, want to answer it correct. Like, yeah. What might help if I share? So I'll share a little bit about yeah. my experiences and then uh, come back to to that. I think for me, like even just recently. So I've really like I'd say in the last six months to a year, been focusing on my relationship with God and on also myself um, because I have realized I've got stuff from the past that is stuck in my head, which is why I can't accept that I'm doing well. I always am like pushing to do better or I can't, um, I have a hard time receiving. I'm really good at giving. I have a rough time take like getting, especially if it's being a child of God, it's a gift. It's grace. It's, there's nothing you, there's nothing I've done to earn that. Right. I'm just a child of God and God loves me. So, so like that sometimes I struggle with, cause I'm like, I, I've got to do better. I, and you can't get into heaven by your works, right? You, you just believe in God, you commit your life to him and, and you're in, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and once Christ is in your heart, you start, you just naturally start changing how you do things. Um, because, because he's there, you're no longer attracted to the old. Stuff. Yeah. And yep. so I'd say just in the last, like, year, a couple of things. This podcast is one of them. Like I felt pressed to do a podcast, um, to share, uh, with other, other people who are in business and Christians, um, and just people in general, whether they're Christian or not, that want to lean into their dreams and aren't sure how to do that. Um, because it's changed my life leaning Mm -hmm. into what I wanted to do. Um, leaning into God's plans for me has changed my life. And I want other people to get to experience that as well. And but I didn't feel qualified. Like I had only owned my business for a short period of time. I still have, I'm two and a half years in, it's a very short time in the realm of business ownership. Um, but God kept pressing on me kind of like, Hey, you need to, you need to share this with people. Um, and it was that doubt that held me up for so long that finally I recognized one day. And this, I think came through a podcast actually that I was listening to. It was like, Oh my gosh, like that's the devil telling me not to do it because he doesn't want me to share God's word. He doesn't want other people to lean into God's plan for them. And it made me so mad that I fell for it because as a Christian, I've been a Christian for a long time. I try to do what God asked me to do. And here he is asking me to do something. And I'm saying, no, God, I, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I know enough. I don't think I have enough experience. And then it's that like smack in the chest that like, that was the devil talking to me, telling me not to do this. And so I now have said like, F off devil, I'm doing this and it's been fun. And, and I don't know what God's going to use this podcast for, but I, I know that I'm doing his work. Um, I also had a, well, just think about this. Like if you weren't doing this podcast, you and I probably, well, I have a feeling eventually you and I would have this conversation, but we wouldn't be sharing it with other people. Right. You know, and it's like. I, I literally just told my husband not too long ago. I was like, I'm so scared that I'm going to be found out as a fraud. He's like, for what? <laughs> right. He's like, what are you a fraud? He's like, you love what you're doing. You're doing it right. You know? Yeah. You're, and I was like, I don't know. And it's, yeah. I think when you've been told by the world, you don't deserve 
yeah, for so long. And a lot of it comes from childhood. I mean, I grew up in a very competitive atmosphere. The school I went to was a very, it was a public school, but it was a very good school. And there were a lot of really smart kids. So I always felt like I wasn't as smart as everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of talent um, in athletics. I was a pretty darn good athlete, but I still doubted myself to the point that in college, I like couldn't perform because I had such bad self-doubt. Singing, something I love to do. And this is one of my examples of self-doubt. I there was so much talent in my school. And I always sang, I, and I got solos and I got to be part of things. I was, there was no reason for me to feel so much less than the other, but I, I did. And just yesterday, I, so I'm singing, I, I've been singing in our worship band at my church, which I'm like totally out of my comfort zone um, doing, but I love doing it. And I know that God gave me a gift that I'm supposed to share with people. And so otherwise I, w- I wouldn't have been asked, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm doing it. Um, but last night I was talking to a girlfriend and I was telling her, like, I'm nervous about the upcoming like cantata that we're doing at our church. And I said, I just, I don't know what it is, but like, I don't have confidence in my voice. And she was like, I'm going to stop you right. And this is a friend that I went to high school with who is like amazingly talented. Um, and she's like, I'm going to stop you right there. That's the devil getting in your head because he doesn't want you to share God's word with all these people that are going to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be singing in that show if you weren't called to do so. And God didn't have a plan for your voice to touch somebody in that crowd. So mm-hmm. you, in her literal, her words where you need to tell the devil to F off and you need to go live your life and sing your songs and do your thing. And not, and it was like, Oh my gosh, like, thank you for like, I cried when she said it because I thought, it happened again. Like I fell for the devil's lies again. And it was getting in my head. And now like, you know, it's, it's, it's that attitude shift and that change of, all right, God, you called me to do this. I'm going to go do it the best way I know how, because I know, and even with this podcast, like the words that people are hearing out there, Mm -hmm. the words I'm saying. I've thought about that actually a few times as I've been talking and I'm like, "Mm, I don't like how I'm saying this because it could be taken the wrong way. But God's, but it could be taken the right way. <laughs> yeah, you're here for a reason right now doing this podcast because he wants you here and he wants to share your experiences and your voice with other people and they're going to hear what he wants them to hear. So like at the end of the day, I mean, obviously we're not going to just say whatever we want. There's thought behind it and um, right. we want to we say what's in our heart, but it, at the end of the day, like they're going to hear what, what they're supposed to hear. And it's just like for us, like, right. When, when my friend said that to me yesterday, it hit me in the, like, I, I literally started crying. I was like, thank you for like, I needed that reminder again, because even at 41 years old, I still am struggling with self-doubt. And like, I forget that that's not God talking. That is the world. And that is the devil knowing like, Sam has a weak spot for this. And I can just, nobody told me, Hey, you stink at singing. You shouldn't be up there. Nobody's ever said that to me. But right. why do it, why is that in my head? It's because devil planted that little seed in there, probably when I was a little girl and some mean kid said something like out, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it stuck with me. And those are the things that like, I think as Christian, we can feel like a fraud as a Christian, right? Because we make a mistake or we tell a fib or we talk gossip about somebody. And then we're like, oh, that was, or we're not perfect. Right. And that's, 
Christians aren't perfect. Yeah. <laughs> or you can feel like a fraud as a parent because your kids don't go to bed at the right time or they, you know, you let them watch their screens for too long or as a right. spouse because we talked to somebody that we maybe should have spoken or, you know, we didn't support our husband the way that we should, like whatever those things are, there's every, every aspect of who we are, that imposter syndrome and that unbelief and that doubt can, can creep in if we let it. And then it's that reminder of like, that is not God. Yeah. God and do that. you brought up a really good point. So your friend who supported you, are That's, there any strings attached to that? No, no. But in the past, have you had people who offer you support, but their strings attached to it? Yes. Yep. I think that's where we get uncomfortable with having those healthy relationships, Yeah. which we should not, why is it so uncomfortable for us to have healthy support systems? Yeah. You know, and I had a very complicated childhood and I'll talk about it sometimes with people who I knew and they're like, we had no idea. And I'm thinking, I remember like walking through the halls of high school with certain things that were going on, you know, and totally feeling less than, you know, yep. but also seeing everyone else and thinking they don't have those problems. Yeah. And meanwhile, probably most of them, I don't think most of them have the same ones I did. I will get, say that. However, um, different though, but they probably different, have you know, like everybody, and, right? Exactly. And I think that's the thing that I've done a lot of therapy. Yeah. Love therapy. It's, it's wonderful. Um, the more that you talk about these things though, the less you give them power. So like, yeah. you know, us just talking about the fact that we're having this imposter syndrome, you know, and you know, these self doubts and everything, us putting that out there removes the power of it yeah. because, and not just because we're telling each other, but you're not an imposter. <laughs> um, yeah. Just because I think like, as we talk it out, we almost hear how ridiculous it sounds. Yeah. It, that makes it sense. Is. And it's, our brain is so powerful. Like that's where we've got to pray for God's like protection around our mind that we don't let those thoughts creep in and we don't let God, cause it's easy, even in a marriage, right. It's easy to start like, Oh, well, he didn't do this or gosh, is he ever going to, and then it leads to the next. And then it leads. And those thoughts are not healthy for your relationship. And they're not, that's not God. Again, that's the devil trying. Cause if you're not happy in your marriage, you're not happy in your life and God can't use you the way that he wants to use you. And same with your relationships. Like you were saying, the friends that are there that are truthfully there and, and just love you for who you are. Like they say one wrong thing. And then you're like, Oh, what did they, and you start to question like the entire friendship because you're like, Oh, did I just, did I just blow up this friendship? You know, or or I say the wrong thing with me. Yes. Because of all the bad manipulation we've had in the past, we bring it back to, and meanwhile, it was just not even a thought to them. Yeah. Yeah. The devil doesn't want you to have healthy relation. If you can't have a healthy relationship, then your mind is going to be consumed in that. And you're not going to be able to go be a great realtor or, sing in the choir or do the things that you're being yeah. called to do, um, to live the life that you were made for. And that's the other piece of it is like, you are already equipped. Um, and that was one of the areas of my life that 
um, when I went to homeschool my kids, I'm like, there's no way I can do this. Like, I don't, I am not like stay at home mom material. I'm not teacher material. Like that's not my thing. Like I'm a business person and I love my children, but I don't know how to do this. And again, it goes back to that. Like, well, I'm not as smart as the people that homeschool, like, because you're not good at math. You're not good at math, right? Like all these things. Going back to him. (laughs) So I, um, I have a, a girlfriend who is just incredible. She's incredibly strong. She owns a big business. Um, she raised her kids as a single mom and she homeschooled them the entire time. And I was talking to her at a networking group. She, um, just very frank, Sam, you are equipped for this already. God already has the tools in the toolbox. You just have to do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like if I'm feeling in my heart that this is what I'm supposed to do and it's the best thing for my children and it's the best thing for my family, um, I'm already equipped for it. And it's the same with our business. We're already equipped for it. God already put the tools. I mean, look at the people he used in the Bible. You know, David was a shepherd that his dad didn't even like bring in whenever, you know, they were looking for the king. He was like, ah, he'll stay at the littlest one. He's the runt. Right. He just like happened to like be one of the greatest um, kings of all time and also killed a giant with stone. So like God uses. And he was a man after God's own heart. Yes. Yes. Because yes. God reacted. And that's the one thing I wanted to kind of like speak to, because I was, I'm doing this Bible study that I love. And if you guys are looking for a great Bible sort um, study to do, it's called pointing to the promise and it's an Advent study guide. So like I've been going through this and one of the comparisons he made was between um, Zachariah and Mary um, and the way they responded to um, God's call in their life. So, you know, God told Zachariah that Elizabeth was going to have a baby and Zachariah's response was, well, how, how do I know that's going to happen? Um, and when the angel went to Mary and he said, Hey, you're going to have a baby. It's going to be conceived of God. And it's going to be the savior of the world. Mary said, how are you going to do that? She didn't say, how do I know you're going to do it? She said, oh, cool. Like here I am. I'm scared, but here I am. How how are you going to do it? She didn't have a doubt that it was going to happen. She was asking how, where Zachariah had the doubt of like, well, how do I know this is really going to happen? And it was kind of like, I'll believe it when I'll see it. And Mary was like, I can't wait to see this. Yes. And so God took Zachariah's voice away. (laughs) And like, I think that's a great. Sometimes I wish he would take mine away. (laughs) I sometimes wish he'd take mine away too. But I think that's such a good analogy too, because when we don't believe, our voices get taken away. Yes. And we let the devil in to tell us these lies and we start believing them our voice isn't there to go do the things that God has called us to do. And um, it gave a few examples in here that I just want to share, because I think it's just really powerful if we look back on some of these people. So when Mary was told um, about the miracle of Jesus, she said, "Um, behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. It's all right, God, I'm going to do, I'm going to do whatever it is that you want me to do. Let it be your will, not mine. Um, Ruth, Ruth said, I will go where you go, sleep where you sleep, and your God will be my God. So she's saying again, your God is my God. I'm going to follow you. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. 
like, all right, God, if I die, I die, but I'm going to go do your will. When she was, you know, going and, and, and sharing who she really was, right. She was going to stop being somebody else, pretending to be somebody else. She was going to tell who she really was. And she said, if I perish, I perish. God wants us to be who we really are. Um, and then uh, Isaiah says, here I am, send me. Here I am, God, send me, I'm ready to go. Um, and then Jesus, Jesus himself, um, when, when tempted, um, so in Luke twenty two forty two, said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And I think all of those are examples of people other than Jesus, regular people um, who were being used for pretty big things outside of what they thought they were capable of doing, um, even to some of them changing their entire person mm -hmm. because God, he, they, they were willing to allow God to use them and they were willing to say, all right, I, I'm just a regular person, but somehow I found favor in God and he's going to, he's going to use me. I'm already equipped. So do what you will, God, your will and not mine. And I think in our lives, there's probably been times where you felt that way. I know for me, I felt that way where I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, God, but okay, I'll, yeah. I'll go start a podcast. You know, I'll stand on stage and sing. I'll open up my own business. Um, I'll, I'll do these things because I feel like you're calling me to do them. Um, and I don't feel qualified, um, but I know that God has me equipped already and, and it might be ugly, <laughs> but we're going to get there together. And as long as I continue to be prayerful and thoughtful about the steps I'm taking, um, I'm going to get there. And, and there have been times I've been wrong and God shows me that too. So it's okay if you're called in a direction or you feel called in a direction and you're not sure, still take that action because God's call requires us to respond. Like you can't just say like, Hey, um, you know, I want you to start doing this and it's not just going to magically happen. You have to <laughs> go in action with the faith that you have the tools because God's already equipped you with them. And when that like sneaky snook, that little devil tries to stop you because he will, he's going to be mad about it. He's going to mess with your family. He's going to mess with your plans. He's going to let doubt set in. You have to be able to recognize that. And for like my example, I didn't recognize it on my own. Um, God sent a friend to tell me, Sam, that's the devil. Or he sent a podcast that I listened to um, to like hit that chord or something that I read or, you know, an interaction, something that reminded me, oh yeah, I fell for it again. Like, and that's not God speaking. That's the devil speaking. And so I'm going to keep on walking and keep on doing the things that I feel called to do. Um, even when I doubt myself, because doubt is a liar. Yes. And I think that, so you mentioned your friend, I once was told in therapy because we should do therapy. Um, <laughs> I agree. It's, I haven't done that yet. And I want to, I feel like I oh, definitely. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's 
emotionally draining. I mean, as expected, I was not prepared for how physically draining it was to get started. Like I remember my first session and the woman was like, now just go home, drink a lot of water and rest. And I'm like, we just talked for an hour. Right. And it did not occur to me because I still hadn't gotten everything out. (laughs) Right. um, She told me to make circles and my inner circle is, you know, like my husband and it's not even necessarily all family. Like sometimes family has to get moved out into the outer circles, but to like really put like the people that I interact with the most, like I had to list them and then I had to put them in circles and the people who share my same values, like faith, you know, the ones that I can truly, truly go to and be heard. Those could be my inner circle, but the ones who caused me to doubt the most that I wasn't getting wise counsel from, they could not, they cannot be part of my inner circle. Yep. You know, they might love me and I love them, but it's not, especially for like where I was, like there's some things that, so with my daughter's autism diagnosis, there were some people that I had to move to outer circles because they were not supportive, Yep. you know, and it wasn't, I always say about 85% of people are just truly ignorant. And I mean that in the true sense of the word ignorant, like they don't know. Whereas 15% of people are jerks whenever it comes to like, And I mean, I had to cut off a friendship that I had had for over half my life, like since high school, one of my very best friends because of the judgments and the horrible things that were being said, Yeah, like questioning questioning things yep. and challenging me in a not nice way. And I was like, Nope, I, I, I don't have time. My daughter needs this resource and this strength that it would take arguing with you. Like yes. she needs that for her. So I yes. chose to yep. not engage. And yep. I actually reached back out after a couple of years and, um, updated and said that I forgave. I'm like, I, I, I don't like the way that you did it, but it really put in perspective that I've really had to make a shift on who I was spending my energy with. Yeah. And yeah. And what you're spending your energy on. And I think that is such a huge thing is like, there are going to be people out there that aren't your people. Um, and that is okay. Um, and sometimes we have to keep our distance from those people because they're, like you said, they're draining and they'll suck the life out of you. And you need to be focusing that energy on the things that are fruitful and, and going to bring joy and love and, and whatever it results to your, but I mean, whatever it is that you're trying to do, um, sometimes we have to do that. And, and so it's similar with the people in your life, um, who you surround yourself with is so important and, and having that tribe of people that believe in you and know, I mean, my friend that, that had told me the other, you know, yesterday about that, I've known her since we were in the ninth grade and we haven't stayed like super in touch, but in touch enough, she knows my heart. Um, and I know her heart and she 
knows me well enough that she can knock me off my like dingbat horse whenever I'm like, Hey, I stink at this. And she's like, you're an idiot. But we need those people. We need those but, like, people. She's like, Sam, <laughs> like, that's not true. It, that's not true. That's the devil. Shut him up. Go do God's work. Enjoy your time with your family. Like all these things that like self-doubt, it, it can really mess with you to the point that like it ruins the moment. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you have, especially around the holidays, you've got family to enjoy. You've got kids to enjoy. You've got friends and, and outings and like things that like you probably are looking forward to and look forward to all year long. But if you're having like playing mind games with yourself, you're not going to fully enjoy those situations. So that's another, like, I mean, really, I guess what I want to encourage everybody and we're getting to the end of our time, we're probably way over, but that's okay. Um, what I would encourage everybody to is really start thinking about like, what are the areas of doubt in your life and where's it coming from? Mm. And can you say it's a lie? That is a lie. And I'm not going to listen to that anymore. God has me doing this for a reason. He's already got me this far. He's already given me the gifts that I can share with others. I'm going to pursue that. And I'm going to tell the devil to knock it off get out of my mind. And, you know, I'm going to go do my thing and I'm going to enjoy the holidays. I'm going to enjoy my time. And I'm not going to worry about that anymore because that it's huge. And I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, um, you know, Christian ones, non-Christian, like everything, self-development, self-help. And one of the things that I love about God (laughs) and, and, and my faith is that I don't think, I know that I couldn't do that by myself. Right. I know that I couldn't shut those voices out if I didn't know that I'm a child of God and God created me with a purpose on purpose, exactly the way that I am with my good things and my bad things. God put them in me um, on purpose so that I could live out my purpose for him. And I think that when, you know, I, I hear people saying like, different techniques and ways to, to do this and ways to block that stuff out. But I think knowing that I have a God that loves me and made me this way. And there's also an enemy out there. Like for me, it, it just, it makes so much easier. Um, because I, I know that. And so I, I, my prayer for everybody is that, that you realize that too, because it's taken me a really long time and I'm still clearly working on it. Like I said, yesterday, I had that conversation. And I'm sure we're going to wind up doing it again today, you know? Yes. And I think that one thing that you and I both share though, is we share our struggles. So like, we're honest about, like, I just shared something last week. I had a really difficult Friday. I mean, and it wasn't just, I mean, there was some really, really, really hard things that are going on right now that like, I'm, I'm not going to get too, too into, I'm going to vague book it. Um, but I did have somebody reach out and said, I understood your post, you know, and we started talking and, you know, we're offering prayer to each other. And it's like, you know, sometimes I don't know what to share. And, you know, as I'm doing it, or as I'm talking like here, it's, uh, did I just make a fool of myself? You know, does it, yep. you know, but I then yes. you okay. get that one person that reaches out and is like, that resonated with me so much. And then, you know, you have to find the people that you can share the certain things with, you know, you have to, 
you have to have the people that are wise counsel that you can go to and say, listen, I am really struggling, you know, with these thoughts. Yep. And they're going to be kind and offer you. Yeah. And I think I, I do the same because I'm an oversharer. Um, I'm sure, you know, cause you follow me on Facebook and social media. Um, and there are definitely times where I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have shared that. Or maybe like I'm getting on people's nerves. Um, but again, that's a lie. And if I'm on people's nerves, they can unfollow me. And that's totally fine with me. Cause I know I'm not for everybody. Um, but there might be like, to your point, that one person that you touched, that God wanted you to post that because he wanted you to touch that one person and for that one person to be able to touch you back. So like, that's, that's another thing with, and this, this could be a whole, I mean, we could talk for hours because posting on social media is one of those things that a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want to do like whatever. But, but again, if God's pressing you to say something, if he's pressing you to put something out there, you know, there's probably a reason somebody needs to hear what you have to say or somebody might smile because of your story, or, you know, it might be, you just never know if you're being pressed to share something, or if you're being pressed to love on somebody, if you're being pressed to share love. That's not a lie. The lie is the doubt that comes in afterwards. It says like, you know, oh, nobody cares about you, or you're going to annoy people, or, you know, people are going to make fun of you, or they're going to post a nasty remark or something like that. And, you know, if they do, that's on them. Like that's something that you need to deal with. And I'll say, I do post a lot of social media. I have never had, I may have maybe had a few, actually, Shannon, you were part of one of the ones that like I got crap for, because we like posted a photo together during the the COVID and we didn't have masks on. Um, And it, I got whatever. But, um, meanwhile, our masks were there and we took them down for one second. Cause we were allowed to take a to. picture. Yeah. We don't it, have to justify this though. We didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. But you, then you feel like then in that, honestly, that again was a lie because it made me shy to like continue to post, to grow my business, to do things that I needed to do. And till I realized like, that was one person who I don't even know who I don't even know how he was on my Facebook page. Cause we're not fr- like, just like be cautious. And it wasn't one of my friends. So it's not like when you tagged me, yeah. it was one of my friends that said something I've had people that like, I've deleted their comments and I've private messaged them and been like, so people need to start thinking about social media as someone's house. And if you're not going to go into their house and say that to them, you don't post on their, like, you don't make that comment on their post, you know, it's well, and a lot of people use that as a shield, right? To right. keyboard courage, all that fun stuff, you know? Yeah. Have you ever heard the phrase, um, what others think of you is none of your business. I love that. I have a hard time believing that one, but yes, <laughs> I really try. I, I do. And it's been, that's been one of the things like over the past year that I've really like gotten okay with is that like, I'm not for everybody and that's all right. Yeah. Cause I, I can't let that get in my way of what I feel that God's calling me to do. So if you love me, you love me. If you, what's this thing like loved or hated, but never ignored, like (laughs) I'm all right with that. Um, so, so anyway, I will end today. Um, Shannon, thank you so much for joining me and talking through this. And I think, like I said, we could probably do more on this. And if you guys have questions or comments, please leave them. Um, 
share them with me. Let me know what you want to hear about, if this is helpful or not. Uh, I won't be offended. I want this podcast to be valuable to people. Um, please share, like, um, leave a review if you feel so compelled. But I'm going to leave you guys today with Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.